afternoon. Welcome to Witat. Why is this a thing? That's, That's what it wow. stands for. That's the first time you've ever done that? Never done that before. <laughs> Just felt it, man. Damn. What is it? 303 episodes in or something like that, and now you're starting to do that? Just felt right. <laughs> Welcome to Witat. Who cares what I don't know if you can means. tell, but Nico's kind of like... Uh, He's looking for like a whole new regime, you know. He's I am. Wants to just, he wants to change everything, man. I'm, I'm looking yeah. to start fresh. I, I, <laughs> what's old is new, and what's new is old. What I are think. the well, What are the new um, uh, New Year's resolutions that you follow through on? Tell me. Uh, well, I've given up on all of them as of the 17th <laughs> of January. <laughs> we won't get into which ones, but uh, <laughs> let's just say that approximately. Uh, uh, 7 p.m. on Saturday the 15th is when I quit on most of them. <laughs> oh, I'm so surprised. <laughs> yeah, that's that's over with. At least you made it two weeks. It's pretty good. How are your dry that January? Put, that puts going? you in the top ten, top tenth percentile. I think if you made it two weeks, I think so. Did dry January good as go as well for you guys as it did for me? Is, is that it still is that not well? drinking? Right. Uh, uh, no, I I think I drank like. I would have drank on New Year's Day, but I was I had COVID, so I think I drank like once I was better from COVID, which is probably like the seventh. Uh-huh. I'm drunk right now. Oh well, I I know that I know that Adam broke it because I was sneaking a nips during the Brian Regan show the other day. That's right. <laughs> that was fun. You guys brought booze. You brought we booze so, to the show. We so brought booze to this high school auditorium. It was the yeah. fucking best. It was so weird. <laughs> We're like, we're not supposed to be here. Oh, we are supposed to be here. That was. <laughs> wow. I love so we, it. We went to the Brian Regan show that Nick got his tickets to. We had a great time. Yes. Sir. And I, I've said this to Nick already, wonderful but time. thank you very much. Wonderful it was uh, yeah. it was really wonderful. Yeah. But the venue. I, how about you try describing the venue to Nick? Well, it's, you know, this is one of those instances where I will say it was interesting. Mm. You know, when people say, how was it? Interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you get there and it's in the middle of, you know, I've already said this, it was in Ridgefield, Connecticut, and it's incredibly bougie. And, so bougie. And, but there's, at the same time, there's nothing there, and except for this <laughs> high school. And I guess that's where everyone flocks to because it was packed. Right. I mean, this thing was like, we were in there like sardines. Yeah, packed, but it wasn't... But the, the parking situation doesn't reflect that, though. No. Because, again, you just have a high school parking lot. Exactly, exactly. And one guy in a fucking neon <laughs> vest that's like, yeah, park wherever way. you want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somewhere over there. <laughs> how, 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 this theater was like probably pretty full. and yet Extremely. The, yeah. And there was, was a tiny full. parking lot, but the parking lot was not full? Well, well I'm... I feel like there were hidden parking spots. There were. Because it yeah. really, it, it was a high school, Nick. Yes. But like our high school had better parking than this one did. Mine too. My Oh my God, not even close. It, it, seriously. And yeah. you pull up, it's a theater. It's a fully functional theater yeah, with there, a balcony. There's a concession and stand. And a concession a stand. Bar, and ba- a bar. Like all that stuff's there. And it's got a liquor license. They're selling booze. Yeah. I mean, you know. In a high school. Yeah, that's right. In a high school. <laughs> it's like, wait a second. Well, I have a I have a friend that works in liquor sales. And yeah. he's like, oh, yeah, I've been to that place all the time. I stock their their liquor. What the hell? And we're like, at, at high school, he's like, yeah, I thought it was weird, too, when I drove up on like a Tuesday afternoon next to the school bus. And I'm, <laughs> I'm bringing them. <laughs> wow. Bringing them whiskey. Yeah, it's uh, it's very, very bizarre. Because we both we drove separately, and uh, 
both Adam and I, when we pulled up, we're like, this can't be mm-hmm. right. Yeah. This isn't the place. I literally drove by it. I'm like, no. And then the, the GPS was like, no, this is the spot. And then I drew back around and there was the sign that I missed. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I, well, I guess I'm going in. <laughs> <laughs> and then you and then you go in and you're right. It's a theater. And yeah, I mean, admittedly, the, the, the theater itself was quite nice and cozy and, you know. It's an intimate venue. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Exactly. Uh, you know. The metal detectors were not trying that hard. Yeah, you know, like there was there was one guy with a wand that like half acidly like it's a- rubbed your pants, and even if it went off, he's just like, yeah, whatever. It's probably he bought that wand at like KB Toys. <laughs> no know. way, it's semi automatic. You know, just walk in, you're fine. I mean, yeah, so the long light you gotta cock that gun every time you shoot. It, you the shoot light it, okay. that turns on, it's like a fake light. He just presses a button on the side. He's like, oh, I'm reading you. Yeah, yeah. oh, oh no, you're good. You're good. Go. You're go. So it wasn't that hard to get the nips through the door. I'll just tell you that. We were worried for a second. We're like, oh, this no. might be like event, you know, where they're pretty strict about it. Nah, not a lot of security. No, no, not a. <laughs> it was a great time. Made the show even that much better. But it was it was a fun show anyway. I had to pee the entire time. I held it in mm. and it was great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brian Regan, just just the best. Killed it. I thought he was really good. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. yeah. Abby, not a big fan. No, I was surprised. Well, she liked it. She did like it. But she, yeah. I think she was uh uh, the, <laughs> that'd be so weird. She was waiting for the aristocrats joke. I suppose. You yeah. know, she's was not she, really into she, clean. Has she humor. never seen Brian Regan? Like, does she not know his humor? She's seen like one special of him on um, Netflix, but that's it. She's not that familiar now. Yeah, okay. No. But she liked the first guy that that came up. She was like, that guy was. I like that guy a yeah, lot. Yeah, she liked the opener better that, than. That's weird. That? Uh, some guy, uh, Joe Zimmerman. <laughs> What's his name? Joe Zimmerman. Joe Zimmerman. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know who he was. Yeah. He, he was decent. He was decent. Yeah. yeah decent enough. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Brian Regan, man. Yeah. Uh, a gray haired Brian Regan. Good show. Yeah. I, I, yeah, would... I, I was I was startled by that picture of that mummified human being you sent yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> when you sent me the picture of him on the stage, I was like, oh my God, he's old. Yeah. And I know he's gotten older over the years, but I just cannot not picture the original Brian Regan that I have in my head. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know. Like they, his son, I, his son must be like what well, fucking our age by now. Yeah, probably like twenty. I, the one with the dinosaur the joke. Yeah. <laughs> hey Adam, why don't dinosaurs talk? Why? Because they're all dead. <laughs> That's my favorite fucking bit. I love it. Dad, I thought of a joke for your comedy special. Oh my god, that's great. <laughs> why don't dinosaurs talk? I don't know, bud. Why? Because they're all dead. <laughs> it's so good. Pound for pound, I don't know if there's a better comedy special the last 20 years as good as Brian Regan standing up. Would you agree? Yeah. That's it's, so, it's so good. I love it. So dumb, good. dumb old donkey is one of the great openers ever. Really? just I, I said this to Nick on the other podcast today. The, the opener said before the show started this is the 25th anniversary of brian regan live the comedy album oh. which is something that i have been listening to for not 25 years but most of the last 25 years oh my god it's pretty nuts at least half of my life if not more of it has been spent listening to this guy that's so, impressive yeah i'm kind of a groupie now i've gone to two shows yeah i think yeah. it makes me a regan head i don't think i've ever seen them live uh yeah you gotta come one time yeah you gotta come my third time out <laughs> I love I love a good comedy show though. I don't know if I've ever been disappointed going to a comedy show. Have you? Um, no. I, I 
I don't think so. No, I saw. I, I've seen Louis live mm. with Nick. Mm-hmm. Were you there? No. This was pre-Adam. Yeah. When yeah. when uh, Zach, Nick, and I went to see that. No, no, I haven't seen him. Uh, I saw Bill Burr. Wow. In Bridgeport. You have seen Chappelle too, right? He was great. I saw Chappelle. I saw Chappelle on a surprise appearance at the Oddball Comedy Festival with Nick. Nick, what we, year was we that? Seen, we seen Louis twice actually. We saw Louis that night as well. Yeah, yeah we seen Louis with the Oddball. That was uh, at twenty fifteen, maybe twenty fourteen. Like it was twenty fourteen. Eight years ago, Nick. Oh, ah! <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> oh my Eight god! Wait years. a minute. One more year until our 10-year anniversary of high school, huh? Yep. Correct. Oh, yep. I hate that. You got it. I hate that. that Dust fun. off the prom dresses, ladies. Oh, no. We're going back. Are you going to your 10-year? Better not. You bet your ass I'm going. I don't think I'm going. We need material for two cents. I guess... Because we had a five year for mine, and I just said nope. Oh, you had a five year. I didn't go we did, to we it. We did not have a five year. We didn't either. There was, but I believe we will yeah. have a ten year. Yeah. So, so there's a person in my grade that every the overwhelming majority of my class really hates, mm. uh, and he he put it on, of course, and it was everyone knew he was going to do it. Like five years prior, like when we graduated, we all knew this kid was going to do this yeah. before he even said it, and of course he does <laughs> I it. Love, I love that most people hate this guy. Yeah, most of but us. But he plans something for everyone. And nobody likes him. Like, nobody likes him. But, <laughs> so he puts it on, and he's getting very excited. There are these things out on Facebook everywhere, and nobody shows up. Oh, my God. Not a soul. Oh my it's God. like him and his girlfriend. But there's and only, like, 12 members of your graduating class. So we got to put it into <laughs> No, context. that's not true. <laughs> that's not true. I had a big graduating <laughs> class. Because he went, he went, he didn't go to a school in Harrington. Oh, right. They no. bust you he in went somewhere to, else. He went to Lewis, Lewis Mills, Mills, right? I and went that to school is enormous. Big, uh, bad Lewis Mills. The, the How many great, kids? I don't know. 200 something. something you know. Oh, that's yeah. smaller than I thought, actually. Yeah, it's closer Even to 300, still. probably. I thought yeah. I thought we were talking like 500 kids in your grade. No, 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 no. Not that big, but it was pretty big. So it was yeah. about the size of our school, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and yeah, nobody showed up. It, I, I believe it was beat for whatever stupid reason. It was being held in one of those back rooms at Tap Rock. You know where that is? Do I know where Tap Rock? No, no, no. Is? Like the back rooms in Tap Rock. There's like the bar, and then there's like that. Yeah, I only area. went there every week for two years. Well, I don't know. We never hung out over there. <laughs> we did all the time. What are you talking about? Oh, you mean we never the, hung out in the back? Yeah, room. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I know where they. I've done some podcasts in that room before. What? Oh, Absolutely. Shit. <laughs> yeah, Defeo and I. Defeo and I did podcasts in that back room all the Jeez time. Louise. That was my spot. I didn't know that. <laughs> Where have you been? That's literally. I walk in there. I know the wait staff. They seat me. They know my order. That's I know you my know the spot. wait staff. I know the wait staff. That's I, I used sp- to anyway. With yeah, the yeah, trivia but- for two fucking years every week. Yeah. I was a regular. I talk. Yeah, that r- the room I'm referring to is the one which has the sliding gate that you have to open. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that, that's where they were. Defeo and I recorded a, a podcast about Dave Chappelle there. Ah, yeah, neat. It was it was good. We had, it was an idea we had for a while before COVID. It's like let's ah, have like barroom chats. You know, that was the idea. It's like we would sit at the bar and get drunk and like just talk about these things. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, it's pretty good, you know? Yeah. 
damn. The the the, the overwhelming music playing in the background though was kind of a barrier to entry. <laughs> and the clanking, the clanking and stuff like yeah, live podcasts on location always sound much better than they. The idea of it sounds better than they actually end up being. Wow. Yeah, like like the time we went geocaching in the middle of West Harvard. <laughs> Listen, we don't talk about these. Uh, <laughs> we don't talk about these things. You guys were ambitious <laughs> back in the day. But so you held your high school reunion there. He did. I didn't. I didn't. But go you to can that only thing. fit like fifteen people in that room. Well, this is. She this wasn't like expecting a, a large turnout to begin with. <laughs> this, but that's exactly, exactly, so it's kind exactly of doomed to fail. It, which means he knew. Well, probably the not everybody's going to show than the fucking exa- Richfield parking lot. It's it's such <laughs> like on principle for that reason alone. It's a very condescending thing to do. Like, yeah, it's only going to be like my group showing up, and of course, nobody shows oh, up. Oh man. <laughs> Fucking asshole. Oh no. Our trivia team would have doubled the size. But is it worse yep. to like rent out a gymnasium and have nobody show up? Right, right. You you gotta set the Yeah. You'd rather have to be turning people away at the doors than begging homeless people to come in. Mm-hmm. You know what I right. mean? Yeah. <laughs> Just to fill space. I know. It was ugh. It's a dumb idea. Oh my god. Did he like pay for food and shit? I don't know. I really don't know. Probably. Knowing him, he probably he probably got a giant cake. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> happy five years, guys. You know what photo resurfaced the other day? I saw it on Reddit. It was um, that time. It was like when Trump was president for the first year. And he did like a lunch for a bunch of people. And he bought them Wendy's. Oh, <laughs> this, yes. They had Wendy's cater at the White House. Now, the Alabama football team showed up. Is that what it was? Yeah. And there was like... <laughs> What? There was a- You just see Trump in the White House, fancy dining tables with just like pre-wrapped Wendy's burgers. No, it wasn't just Wendy's. It was a it was a uh 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 fucking uh, a buffet, a, a hodgepodge of every major fast food chain in the DC beltway. Like they had just brought <laughs> it all the- together, which is I mean a fun idea if you're me and my buddies on Sunday afternoon watching football. It's not really becoming of the White House that has an entire kitchen staff with the best chefs in the world. Like, I don't remember. Was there like a power outage at the White House? What was it? Well, it was uh, Corey in the house. His dad just quit and they they didn't have a chef in time. That is the most idiotic. Th- like, see. Okay. Corey in the house. It's one you of remember those. That shit? Yes. You remember the like, oh, what's an idea for this? Oh, Raven's little brother. His dad is gonna become the White House chef. Great job. Fucking Disney. Uh, <laughs> that's bizarre, man. Oh my god. Um, I'm Hillary yeah. Duff, and you're watching Disney Channel, and then they do the little magic wand thing and make di- make the fucking Mickey ears. Oh my god. Um, I gotta find this Trump fast food photo for you. It is See, one of the great photos in the history of presidency. See, that's one of those 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 thing uh, stories where it it makes me doubt conspiracy theories. <laughs> in that, like, and what I mean by that is like. Like I, I hated I hated the movie Don't Look Up to Death. Like I fucking despised it. But there is one line in that movie that makes me a little happy and that I kind of love. The with, general? With, no, 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 no. Well, the yes, that's the that, stuff with the general the, is great. One of the few good bits in that movie. Yes. But when Jennifer Lawrence says, "Guys, stop! They're 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 not they're not that bad in the sense that they're 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 too stupid to be as evil as you're giving them credit for." Sure. And I love that line. Right. That's a great line. Yeah. <laughs> like the the vast conspiracies about like. 
uh, how these people got into the White House and stuff. Right. How yes. About, yes. How about that spread? And all the Alabama exactly. football players were like, yeah, we got there and the food was fucking cold. What the all hell of the burgers and fries were cold as hell. They brought out the fine china to set down yeah. their fucking Wendy's. Correct. Yes. <laughs> Correct. It's the great. It's one of the best photos. It just. I was on. I was on uh, Reddit the other day, and it just popped up. Oh and my I was God. like, oh yeah, that's a great <laughs> reminder of like five years ago. Just oh, I'm sorry. Photo. It was Clemson. It was not Alabama. I think we're gonna serve McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King with some pizza. Donald Trump told the press in an interview on Monday morning, this discussing is- the White House's planned b- banquet that night for the Clemson University Tigers in celebration <laughs> of their victory in the year's NCAA oh football championship. God. I really mean it. It will be interesting, and I would think that's their favorite food. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> This is <laughs> that's the quote. Can you, you get invited to the White House? <laughs> they just serve you fucking Taco Bell. Like <laughs> this is see, this is why you, you, you can't do any satire on the Trump era. It's like impossible. Hey, you can't. Right. Yeah. This is why all satire just falls flat. <laughs> it, it's it, I mean, it's truly it is on the, the most expensive China. It, it's just boxes and boxes of McChickens and Whoppers. Abraham Lincoln ate a roast beef off of this platter. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Like. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Eleanor Roosevelt shines this fucking shit. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, god damn. We're so dumb. Oh, here's the picture of the guy lighting the candles. Look at this. It's got a member of the wait staff is lighting the candles. Oh my god. Wait a second. Oh, There's so Lincoln good. in the background. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Oh no! The, like in the Roosevelt Room or something. Oh, that's this is this is so horrible. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Nick. Jesus! It, it literally just popped up under like r slash pictures or something like that. It's, that is funny. It, it's amazing. Well, that <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great idea until you realize the food gets cold in about five minutes God, and you've got to right? go to every single freaking fast food chain and wait in line. All of the, all of the White House aides running through the fast food line. Oh, Damn, man. Got to get through the Secret Service. Got to clear it through Secret Service. That, you know, that takes 20 minutes. <laughs> Donald Trump, man. That was a fun time. That Donald Trump. It, it, was, yeah, a time. Could, it was a time. If you could separate yourself from reality and just yeah. enjoy it as comedy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. I agree. Speaking of which, <laughs> oh, dirty work. <laughs> <laughs> Great segue. Yeah. Uh, the, well, um, the day we're recording this is Betty White's birthday. This would have mm, been her 100th birthday. Is that right? Oh, my it is. God. She only had to make it this far. She Damn choked. It. What a choke job. Damn it, Betty. No Why didn't we do Lake Placid? God, we're such uh, idiots. Well, because we, <laughs> Bob Saget also passed recently. That's also That's true, true, yeah. Right. Which is um, why we're doing this movie. Yeah. And and Norm Macdonald passed away four months ago, and we never really yep. did a proper tribute of Norm either. So I think That's like true. this is a good... By the way, if you had asked Artie Lang, or you asked any odds maker in... What year did this movie come oh out? Oh my God. 98? I know where you're going with this. <laughs> Who's dying first between Norm Macdonald, Bob Saget, and Artie Lang? Like It, it shocks me that it Artie is, Lang is It would have been shocking. that in reverse. It would have been Artie Lang... Then right. Bob Saget, then Norm Macdonald, probably. Right. Yes. I mean, but you, what, 100 to 1 odds? Yeah. 200 yeah. to 1 odds? 
He's come close to death a few times. Let's just Several. be honest. Yeah. Well, m- much, uh, m- much like uh, uh, Jimmy No Nose in this movie, Artie Lang has also lost his nose. I know. He has like yeah, a collapsed. I- I'm looking at this now, actually. What happened to him? I've never seen. I haven't seen Artie Lang in many years, which is why I was just looking him up. And well, he looks like shit. He snorted a lot of cocaine mm. and then did a few other uh, substance- substances and uh, OD'd a couple times. And he's in rough shape. I think he's clean now, though. I hope so. I think this is the cleanest stretch he's ever had. He was a disaster. That's horrible, though. Lived a hell of a life. Yeah. I mean, I, like, it still is living a hell of a life. Like, yeah. I mean, you hear some of the stories that he would tell on Stern and stuff. It's like, you should not even be in the studio right now no. for this. You should definitely be dead. And this was 15 years ago. Uh-huh. So, right. like, yeah. I, nobody in a million years would have thought Artie Lang was the, the last survivor I mean, Chris Farley, too, gone. That's Don true. Rickles, gone. Jack Warden, gone. Like, So many people in this film, actually, are... Chevy's I mean, still is, around, I guess. It's not that old of a movie. That's the crazy thing. And none yeah, of these no. people were particularly old when they were in it. Right. Kind of crazy that Saget and Norm died that soon after each other, too. Like, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah. Sad. So, Dirty Work. Uh, this is uh, a movie that, at the time, was a tremendous bomb yeah cost 10 million dollars to make made 13 the reasons for this are plentiful we'll talk about them a little later on this podcast all you need to know though 14 percent on rotten tomatoes a colossal disaster in the eyes of both critics and audiences this is coming after norm just got fired off of saturday night live right? for making too many oj jokes <laughs> Uh, the, the story goes that don Olmeyer, the guy who was feuding with norm for several years uh Alleged friend of O.J. Simpson's. Uh, alleged ba- friend. Alleged friend. <laughs> well, of all the things to be accused of, alleged friend goes. of O.J. <laughs> uh, did not allow NBC to air any commercials for this movie, which I mean is kind of unusual considering Norm Macdonald at this point is only really known for Saturday Night Live, and it includes a lot of cast members from Saturday Night Live. Um, and I mean, the perfect time to air it would be after a weekend update segment segment on Saturday Night Live. Uh, I believe a commercial for this movie did not air on NBC until a week after it came out. Oh, man. Uh, so kind of a movie destined to fail and for years was just thought of as one of those relics of the 90s and a colossal failure. What I will make the argument for here, and I hope you're on the same page with me, is that this movie fucking rules. It is so goddamn good. And, uh... You know, everyone that said something negative about it at the time, including the New York Times, which described it as a laden, taste-deprived, attempted comedy and a desert of comedy. I'll also quote the Los Angeles Times, which described it as a tone-deaf, scattershot and dispiritingly cheesy affair with more groans than laughs. To you, I say, fuck off. (laughs) This thing's a fucking masterpiece. (laughs) Watching it the other day, I could not contain myself Ooh. with laughter. How you could call this thing unfunny in any sense of the word. Uh, just get the fuck out of here. GTFO. I'll let Nick go first. Nick. Oh, no. Adam's. I have not laughed this hard <laughs> at a comedy in a very long time. I don't think they make comedies like this anymore. They don't. Yeah. They really don't. It oh, wasn't wow. quite like South Park Family Guy, but it also... Wasn't quite Judd Apatow. Mm. You know what I mean? It was precisely not Judd Apatow. (laughs) Yes. Right. But that is the the brilliance of it. 
So, okay, let, let's go back a little more macro here. You have, this movie comes out in 98. It was supposed to be released in February because it's, you know, kind of a lighter time to go to the movies. I think like a, a like a, a silly bro comedy does better in February than it does against Jaws in the middle of summertime. So they put it out in February. They then know that in the can is there's something about Mary, which is about to like bring about the resurgence of R-rated bro comedy. Mm-hmm. And so they bury this PG-13 movie uh, I think in like the middle of June, I think it was against the Godzilla remake. It ends up coming in at number nine in the box office. Um, and uh, and sort of gets buried. And then immediately afterwards, you have There's Something About Mary and you have the Fairley Brothers and then you have like a whole Sandler renaissance and then you have Judd Apatow who's doing stuff like this in, in terms of they are character-centric, comedian-centric comedies, but... They have this tinge of like, we're also kind of a drama too. Like we also right. can cry at the end. Uh, like yeah, we yeah. also, we have a tinge of like self-seriousness. I, I, I have a hard time like explaining or understanding the Apatow thing. Mm. It's just, it's it's very uniquely him. It's his movies. And I can't think of any other movies that are really like that. And, and I, I think, think that's a good thing. Some of them are good. <laughs> Most of them are not. <laughs> I, but I, I don't like that that's sort of become the norm. We've talked about this, how like comedy movies don't really get made today. It's yeah. kind of become the norm, and I wish it didn't. I wish it was just his thing and just leave it to him. And Totally. Well, has he done a lot of harm for the comedy movie in a way? I, yes. I would say so. Yeah. But I don't know. You can not say that, that about Not that he specifically anybody. has made bad movies. I just think that people have tried to copy him. Yes. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's very true. Definitely true. But... A movie like Dirty Work would never be made in the Judd Apatow era. No. I don't think it would have been made a year after it came out. Like they they got it at the absolute last fucking second, getting a silly movie like this financed. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I I think you're right, Nick. Like it's just so purely funny. Like the jokes, and this is Norm's whole thing. We're gonna have a a, a lot of talk about Norm McDonald today, but his whole philosophy was. Strip the jokes down. Just take out all the cleverness. Take out all the like wink, wink, ha ha, I'm smarter than you stuff. And just tell the punchline in the most direct <laughs> way possible. And the most like deadpan, straight into the camera, mm. right? No fat on the bone. Like a lot of the jokes in this movie are just Norm saying the word whore. You know, like a lot of it's just like, you know, uh, there's a <laughs> there's a crossing guard molesting people over here, crossing guard molesting people. Like it, it's just directly like Norm saying an inappropriate thing and us laughing at it. And <laughs> the same let me with- tell you my favorite joke in Go the ahead. whole movie. Go ahead, because uh, they're talking to the doctor who is talking about how he's a gambling addict and he starts naming a bunch of bad bets he did and he goes, Mr. T? And then Norm MacDonald proceeds to explain the joke because you wouldn't get it otherwise. He goes, are you telling me you bet on the fight in Rocky 3 and you bet against Rocky? <laughs> that was my favorite joke because it, the joke doesn't work unless you explain the joke right, like right. somebody's dumb. Yes. And it just is so good. Or the scene, the, the, the scene with the hookers in the trunk. Mm. What is like it's okay there's it's, a dead hooker in this trunk right it's there's fun- a dead hooker in this trunk too <laughs> it's funny enough just seeing the girls in the trunk yeah. and it implied that they're dead but norm saying i've never seen so many dead hookers in these trucks in, in so many trunks right like that's the funny part of it is him saying the word dead hooker 
You know, right? He's so fucking good in this movie. I mean, like he is just uh, throwing 105 <laughs> miles an hour in every scene in this. This movie does truly feel like Norm Macdonald like wrote the jokes. Bob Saget directed mm-hmm. and Adam Sandler like called all his buddies to be in the movie. Yeah, that's, that's, exactly what, it, that's what it feels it like. I mean, yeah, right. and that's yeah. kind of what it is. With how sure. useless some of those cameos are in a, in a funny way. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it is a nice time machine, though, to be like, yeah, Chris, Far- these guys were all on SNL at the same time. I'm surprised right. Rob Schneider actually wasn't in the movie. Me too. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, you, you know, you, you got Farley, you got Sandler. Um uh, the uh, the the homeless man was actually played by a guy named Jim Downey, who was one of the head writers on Saturday Night Live and was Norm's like most frequent collaborator. They wrote all the Weekend Update jokes together, so it does feel like that all of these guys are a part of a fraternity and they're all making this movie just to fuck around with their buddies. Um, yeah, the, the, I, I so I like that. Like going back, it's not my favorite SNL cast. Like I don't know if that's like the era of SNL for me, but. I don't know. Question. I kind of like them individually more than the sum of their parts. Sure. Like, I guess technically the Bill Hader, Kristen Wiig, Jason Sudeikis era was better. But I mean, Sandler and Norman. And, I don't uh, know. Yeah. I can well, yeah. A little more. The dirty little secret about SNL is that it's always kind of sucked. Right. Yeah. Sure. SNL's like not good. Right. And but, we need to stop remembering it so fondly. I just want to put that out there. Everybody think, oh, SNL, it used to be so good. No, it's, it's always like, sucked. No, it's not it's always game. fucking blown. But it's well, gotten comedians well, off the ground. I wonder yeah. if, like, so much of what we think about SNL is the stuff that came afterwards. You know? Like, I wonder if we think about, like, Happy Gilmore and, you know, the Sandler era as... Or even like the Will Ferrell stuff with Elf, and, yeah. We, and like you, you think of that as like extended Saturday Night Live canon, mm-hmm. and we sort of you know, which is important. I mean, it is the farm system. It is sort of like the triple A team of comedy. Like guys end up ascending to the the big leagues after yeah. they leave Saturday Night Live. Well, like but, Andy Samberg, Brooklyn Nine Nine, sure, all true. that stuff. Yeah. Sure, um, but then you actually like watch some of the sketches. Like you watch. For example, what Chris Rock did on Saturday Night Live, and you're like, "What? Like, like this guy ends up being one of the greats of all time, mm-hmm. and like, yeah, never really had a signature, with the exception of Eddie Murphy, who had like five signature signature sketches, and you could say Saturday Night Live was never better than when Eddie Murphy was on it. I mean, you're really not getting the best out of Gilbert Gottfried. You're not really getting the best out of Tina Fey. You're not, you know, really getting the best out of Bill Hader. Um, what is this that's so alluring about SNL then? It's just an institution. It's just it's yeah. like sixty minutes. Yeah, it's just on. Yeah, it's just and, on. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> the thing is, it's always current. Like it's it's SNL will never be funnier than the night it premiered. Right. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Part. Like the, the yeah. I mean, there are a couple of bits that have obviously lasted throughout the years. Right. But as a whole. It will never be funnier than the day it premiered. It, it it's like a car; it immediately loses value the second <laughs> yeah. you drive it off the lot. <laughs> oh god! You know what I mean? That's yeah, but there is something. Yeah. There's there's always going to be headline grabbing. There's going to be a headline grabbing element to it. So yeah. th- there's always going to be like a think piece about like, oh, Alec Baldwin's playing Trump now. Look at look at Saturday Night Live just totally take down the Republican Party last night. And it's like <laughs> part of it is the the again the extracurricular stuff 
fuels the flames more mm-hmm. and makes it out to be more than it actually is in the moment where it's just like, oh, that's like a really shitty Bernie Sanders impression. But it's Larry David doing it. So everybody talks about it for like two weeks. Yeah, it's <laughs> weird. It, it feels like it's I don't know how you explain it. It almost feels like it's part of the news and it's part of the Tonight Show and it's all those things kind of rolled up into one. It kind of is. It's, yeah. it's like the funnies in the newspaper. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, I agree. Some of that stuff, though, funny you mentioned the Trump thing. When you look back at some of Alec Baldwin's Trumps, there's that great one with the debate nights with him and Kate McKinnon. Mm. And it, like they're obviously the entire time just digging at Trump, and it's really funny. Yes. But it, at one point, it, it, they're basically saying like, there's no fucking way Trump wins. And then the following week, yes. <laughs> he wins. And it's really interesting to see, to see them like just so confident that, oh my God, Hillary's got it in the bag. So let's, you know, poke the bear a little bit. And then they just kind of look like idiots. And it's really funny. Well, the, okay. If you want my opinion, if you want me to pinpoint, <laughs> and maybe this will make a book that I write someday, oh, no. but if you want me to pinpoint the moment that comedy jumped the shark, it is Kate McKinnon singing Hallelujah on piano during the cold open of Saturday Night Live in character as Hillary Clinton the week after Trump won the election. It is one of the most embarrassing displays of pseudo comedy. If you could even call it comedy, I can ever imagine. <laughs> and it's followed by Chappelle, who comes out there and is just scathingly brilliant in that monologue just like walks every line and educates the world and you think for a while it's Mm -hmm. like oh Chappelle is here as a moment of healing like he's going to be the one to (laughs) to escort us into these brighter days ahead um but you contrast that with Kate McKinnon yeah I mean just kind of the death of comedy if you want to know like people say comedy's woke whatever comedy is it, the, the woke mob it's 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 too sensitive PC culture whatever all of that stuff's bullshit the problem is that comedy now is preaching to the choir it's what they do is you as norm once said you chase the applause rather than the laugh mm-hmm. and that's what saturday night live did that night they were just like all right we know our audience is sad about this so we're gonna have hillary clinton singing a sad song to open the show oh my without a fucking laugh and just no wink no nod nothing whatsoever and uh, contrast that with what Norm used to do on Weekend Update, just like making OJ jokes. <laughs> and, like you know, OJ, now that he's a free man, says that he's going to go back to doing what he did best, killing people. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, God, I love what he did at the ESPYs. I mean, it's amazing. That was only 20 years. How much the world changes in 20 years? How much a show can change in 20 years? I'm a little shocked that this well, conversation has about dirty work has just gone into this like the death of comedy. But I I love this conversation right now. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, I I do. It think sort of does feel like the last stand. This one, this movie, yeah, kind of just based on the timeline we've laid out. I suppose. I, yeah, I think the death maybe of an comedy, accidental. Yeah, it's last it's stand. it's always kind of been a an overstated phrase because everybody tries to get so political with it. And my whole thing is just like. If you're going for the applause rather than the laugh, you're not doing comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. You know, I hate to say it, like that's always what I thought SNL was. I certainly thought SNL was one of the biggest. Uh, I don't know the uh, uh, perpetuators of that idea. Like they always kind of rub me the wrong way in that reason. And I would have people show me SNL skits just like that mm-hmm. and tell me how brilliant it was. And I just thought it was disgusting. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it was because it wasn't funny or it wasn't educational or wasn't doing anything with these current ideas. <laughs> and yeah, man, uh, 
I haven't actually like watched SNL, like watched it in geez, like ten years, something like that, for that very reason. I don't know. It always yeah. felt like it was harmful for that. You yeah. Know? I mean, I'll watch occasionally. I'll watch in the same way that everybody watches, which is just you watch a YouTube video if you've heard that's yeah. good. I mean, that's the the extent of how I watch it now. <laughs> like, what use do you have for Kate McKinnon singing that little thing? You know? Yeah. I. I What's the I, point? Well, okay. In fairness, I don't know anyone who earnestly said to me that was good okay like no matter where they fall on the political spectrum far left far right whatever i don't think anyone has ever said to me like i was really moved by that moment (laughs) you know or that i was tuning into snl to watch that moment but 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 it was but it was those it was those debate skits that led to something like that was my kind of problem it's like the the the, i don't know that type of comedy that people were kind of jonesing for like this is what they wanted and naturally it leads to that sad moment yes when really it's just the worst thing you could have done yeah i don't want to get too political with it because like i have really I, i have all over the place political thoughts on this but like i i do think it's part of it though man it sure is It's absolutely part of it it's just the comedy world didn't get Trump. They just didn't know how to handle it. And, and that is the truth. And they, to yeah. this day, they still haven't figured out how to handle it. That it's, was my point with the satire comment. Part too. of it is yeah. it's impossible to yeah. satire. Yeah. You know, so you know, any attempt at it, it's just going to look like a cheap sort of, uh, not even a, an impression, just like a cheap imitation. It's just, I'm repeating things that Trump says with a lot of orange face paint. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that so right away you're not doing satire because satire, you're supposed to look for the joke in something that's inherently unfunny. Yep. You're supposed to mock something and, you know, draw the broadest caricature. That's why if you look at a Sunday morning funny, giant fucking heads with giant lips and pronounced sort of expressions. What do you do when you have a guy like Donald Trump who's a walking cartoon character? That's number one. <laughs> number two is they were so sure of the absurdity of it. Mm-hmm. And so mistaken about the seriousness of it, mm-hmm. where half the country was taking him dead seriously and half of the country was laughing him off as a sideshow. It's that when they did a year and a half to two years of this comedy and then they were proven wrong in their entire conceit. It's like, what do we do other than get really fucking mad about it? <laughs> and there there is an anger to a lot of comedy, right? Uh, to a certain extent, Norm's comedy is very angry, yeah. but it was it was not. It was not done in a it, it always came across as a college professor getting angry about who the president is. It was always it always came across as a lecture. And even you like watch I, Stephen like Colbert. We know now. better. Right. Like we know better. Yeah. Right. Which it's like, okay, if you know better, then like what it's like, what exactly are you trying to do? Are you trying to persuade? That was the Adam McKay problem. The Adam, oh, yeah. We talked about it with Adam McKay. <laughs> we don't know what he's doing in that one. <laughs> don't look up. The, 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 the whole. Did you see Don't Look Up, Nick? I know enough. <laughs> it's, a, it's a movie. Uh, it's a metaphor, a satire about the, the climate crisis, right? And uh, a lot of negative reviews about the movie came out uh, from high profile critics. You might even say left of center critics or far left critics hated the movie. And Adam McKay tweeted uh, uh, something to the effect of, Listen, I love all the debates surrounding the movie, but if you don't have a, a modicum of concern about the climate crisis, this is probably not a movie for you. And he compared it to essentially robots trying to watch a love story. And it's like, <laughs> this does not compute. Well, it's like, first of all, Adam, you're not making a movie for robots. You're making it for people. And <laughs> right, yeah. like, it's your job to get us scared of the climate crisis. It's your job to show us that Trump's a fool and a buffoon. It's not your job to tell us why we're buffoons for not 
getting it. Mm-hmm. So like why that's the you're thing right, about satire. Right, right, right. If you're making satire and you're not trying to be persuasive, what is the point? You know, what's the point of political art if I can't walk away from it with my mind changed? Yeah. Yeah. You know? I mean, I I then the the I guess the ultimate punchline for me was that, you know, I, and I said this to Nico when we were talking about it. By the end of that movie, I wanted the entire planet to die. And I'm not sure that was the yeah, point. Right. I'm not sure you want the entire planet to get killed by the asteroid. I think you want to be very upset by that. <laughs> Anytime that you say, and this is the whole divide now, it's like Colbert is like left wing comedy and Greg Gutfeld is right wing comedy. But and it's that's like, another thing. we shouldn't have left or right comedy. That's another thing. That's yeah. the problem. Yes. I mean, that's the, it, the second you say, like Adam McKay, I'm only making this movie for certain people, mm-hmm. you know, and, and no one else can even find anything in it that's redeeming or valuable or informational. <laughs> what are we doing? What are we fucking doing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. Adam, how did you feel about Dirty Work? I feel bad. You didn't like it. No. Why? <laughs> I liked Norm. Uh-huh. And that yeah, was of it. Of course. That was it. I, yeah. You didn't like Artie? No. No. No, 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 no. I feel so awkward being on here because I really didn't like the movie. But, uh. You didn't like Don Rickles? You didn't like Chevy Chase? You didn't <laughs> like, uh. So Don's good in the movie. This is the thing about this movie. Is you this... didn't like David Koechner? You didn't like, uh. No, no. Who else can I name? I hate Chevy Chase, so that kind of like Oh, I love what Chevy's yeah. doing here. Really? I do. I, I do. Uh, I thought it was uh, very wet fishy. <laughs> I Here's what I love about Chevy, though. He's doing the opposite of what Norm's doing. Yeah. Norm is like doing just really obvious, just straight down the middle. I'm just going to recite the word Vietnamese prostitute. <laughs> I'm just going to say that phrase and you're going to laugh at that. <laughs> Whereas Chevy Chase, because he's starred in so many movies is clearly the only one on the set that knows how to act in a movie. So mm-hmm. he's kind of doing this smarmy sort of, uh, like, there's a lot of subtext in that performance. It's really subtle, but it's also like, you know, it, it's absurd in the conceit, but the perfor- he's playing it like an actual yeah. doctor. Yeah. Like, this is how a degenerate doctor, a degenerate gambling doctor, yeah. would speak. Well, it's the Leslie Nielsen thing in Airplane. You play completely yes. 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 straight. Yes, 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 yes. 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 I was actually the absurdity thinking, around it, and it works. I was thinking that exactly. Uh, but guys, I hate Chevy Chase despite what he's in. He's never you, been fun yeah, to me. You've never been a Chevy Chase I don't Chase like Chevy though. Chase ever. Okay. He shouldn't be. I'm not huge on, I'm not huge on Chevy Chase either, actually. Yeah. I've never been super yeah. enthused. Yeah. I thought but... he had, would just use the perfect amount in this one, though. <laughs> okay. Like, maybe as a leading man, I kind of see where you're going with this. Like, That's fine. Tarantino recently brought up on Rogan Chevy Chase movies versus Bill Murray movies. And I think yeah. maybe Bill Murray works better as the lead. Sure. But well, Chevy's yeah. a good actor, is the thing though. Can't, yeah, yeah. I don't think he's a bad actor. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, everything you've been saying about Norm applies here. It's just like the the way he delivers a lot of the lines and just the the compl- like dropping the walls and just being as blunt as possible. And the just Norm himself is just funny. He just emits funny. It doesn't matter what he's what he said. Like everything he does is just the most amusing thing. Even the, the my favorite line in the movie is possibly the last line he gives in the movie. So he's dead. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> it's just that got a good laugh out of me. And I and I love the running gag of him. Like like even when people can just walk out the door, invariably he's thrown out That's and so good. lands on his head. That's always great. It's I always so get good. It. But other than that, I didn't find the movie that funny. 
And that's the problem. Yeah. Because I, I just so disagree. Yeah. Well, like there was just <laughs> when fucking Yeah. When fucking Jack Warner or not Jack Warner, uh, uh Jack Warden is uh is holding the magazine. <laughs> And we look at the cover. And what, is, what does it say on it's, it? I, it's, it's called "Impotent Old Men and Whores." <laughs> That's the name of the magazine. It's like okay, maybe Impotent it's Old Men and Whores magazine. Maybe it's just the norm of it all. But it's like he has my exact same sense of humor when yeah. he p- puts little things in there like that, or when he calls the cops and he says, "You know, for the, he hey, begins real the, cops, right?" He begins the That's joke a, saying, "No, there's a bunch of a, phony cops." Around here, do, do not open the door. Do what they say under any circumstances. Then he calls the cops. Hello, real, real cops. cops. Yeah, that's the, no, that's what I'm saying. Anything involving Norm. Now, I, I, I'll say but this: the whole like, movie is Norm, dude. Yeah, that's the thing. What movie are you watching? But this is the problem: is that when you when you mix him together with what Artie Lang's doing, who is just thoroughly unfunny in this, I'm just Artie's good enough. I don't know. Artie's Artie's. Just like the sidekick. Yeah, I'll go as far to say he's kind of horrible. And like, oh, no, stop it! I mean, I, no. From my experience, he really tanked a lot of like the the speed and the timing of it. That was the other thing. I just thought the movies, like when they when the critics were saying it was tone deaf, I'm like, I do see what they mean. You know, this is a very like esoteric kind of comedy that's just not going to be for everybody. And if you don't get it, like you, yeah, I get why you'd be like, fuck this movie, because they because there are large stretches of it for me that I'm just like. I haven't laughed in like 20 minutes, you know, what the hell? Because not every single Norm line is funny, but he's got, there's, there's some good, there's some good stuff in there, no, no doubt. But yeah, it's, it wasn't like, like he wasn't consistent enough to keep me through it all is the problem. So that might've been nice. He's definitely the standout of the movie, but I, I, I needed a little bit more. Yeah, it's like spotty. That's the best way I can describe okay. it. It's just a spotty experience. I, I'm, I'm just s- like everything you've said, I feel like complete opposite. Like just yeah. every single thing you just said. Sorry. It's like it's so fucking short and breezy. It's a it's 110 minutes long, this movie. I was bored to tears. Oh my <laughs> never a dull moment for me. I, I, I just Nick, love- did you feel the same way? Yeah. No, I just love the premise from start to finish. Just the whole like, oh, the premise we need $50,000 in a week so we can pay off this doctor who has a gambling addiction and owes a bookie so he can move <laughs> my dad my- who, or my friend's dad, who turns out is also my dad, up on the heart transplant list. I think and in my- order to earn that money, we're going to fucking commit crimes and extort a millionaire. Yeah, I think my problem was that it, the movie wasn't like the the movie wasn't like incompetent enough, and maybe that would have helped if it was just a little more like like it just didn't quite know what it was doing, and it was a little more like 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 fuck it, like there are those fuck it movies out there, and this isn't quite that; it's sort of in between. I guess I was looking for more of a Freddy got fingered, and unfortunately, oh. <laughs> just with just with Norm at the center, and that maybe that solves the Freddy got fingered dilemma, but. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, so maybe what you're responding to is the fact that this was supposed to be an R-rated movie and was shot as an R-rated movie and cut down to a PG-13 movie because the studio know. demanded it. The scene in the prison, for example, uh, you can actually, if you look close enough, mm. it was dubbed. The punchline of the scene was dubbed. So the yeah. premise is Norm and Artie are arrested. And, you know, Norm's like, don't you know what they do to guys in prison? And yeah. Artie didn't know, but immediately Norm is called to the corner, and the implication is that he's raped in the corner of the prison yep. cell. And he has this great monologue where Norm goes, uh, the nerve of you guys. Uh, you guys really got to grow up. I'll tell you what was the worst of it. The worst of it was the lack of respect. 
Oh, and the other things. That was the worst of it. When he says the other things, it actually in the original cut was anal rape. <laughs> oh my god. But that's norm. Like that that's like okay. Uh, yeah. Actually the worst of it was anal rape. Yeah. But exactly. Rape. But other than that, the lack that's of a, respect. That's a yeah. That's a brilliant scene. That scene is so good. But I just love, and I I know this is like our Bob Saget tribute. I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole here. I kind of love how Bob Saget directs this thing. I kind of love just the very stripped down minimalist, like in that prison scene, there's like five guys on, on, on the, you know, in front of the camera at any given time. Like, it's just really simple. Norm in the middle talking directly to you. I mean, I, you can say that it's Bob's incompetence behind the camera or that he had never directed before or whatever. But I think this material kind of demands a director that gets out of the way. And mm. that is another complaint I have about so many modern comedies is they fill as much stuff onto the canvas as possible and hope that one thing gets a laugh. Everything is just like, you know, totally explosive. I think about like, you know, the Lego movie, which is a great movie, but it's very cluttered and, and crowded. And it's like you're not sure exactly where the joke is hidden mm. at any given time. Whereas this one is just like. It's norm. I'm just clearing the way. I'm I'm getting all the the clutter out of the way just so Norm can say the words anal rape in front of the camera. I I actually I, I appreciated how sort of and I this is I've said this a hundred times before, but like how unpretentious this felt. I agree know? with that. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of just ten weekend update sketches strung into one. You know. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah that's true. So. Well, I'm I okay had... with that. There's plenty of like SNL sketches turned to movies that are like quite good, actually. Mm-hmm. And it does kind of feel like... surprisingly, yeah, yeah. Which ones would you say are good? McGruber, McGruber's yeah. great. It's pro- probably my favorite. Can't yeah. argue with McGruber. I, I don't Wasn't mind. There the, what was the one with Sandberg too, where he was like a, a that's pop star? Never stop, never stopping. I guess that is that technically a no. That wasn't based on anything though. It, but it's kind of like their Lonely Island stuff, which is SNL derived. You know, kind of. Uh, Wayne's like World is of, fine. Yeah. yeah, Wayne's World's fine. Blues is it, Brothers is the best. Yep. Uh, what else? Coneheads. I don't know. Oh, cool. like, I always forget that Coneheads was a movie. Jeez. Yeah. I Night only know it was Roxbury. a movie. I did not know it was a SNL thing. Yeah. I yeah. do not like Night at the Roxbury. Not a good movie I, at all. I don't like that movie at all. Yeah. I've it's actually hat. seen that one. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, no good. No good. <laughs> the ladies' man. Wow, there's a lot of bad ones. Yeah. I guess Popstar <laughs> on Google is listed as a SNL movie. All right. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Most of these are awful, guys. I don't know what you're talking uh, about. I guess about. so. Maybe I'm just thinking of McGruber. Right. Because I just love, I fucking love McGruber. Have you seen McGruber? <laughs> I just Nick? love it. Yeah. I haven't. One of the most underrated comedies of all time. It's, it's, Have you seen the TV show yet? Not yet. Yeah, just yeah. I think it's on Peacock. Yeah. It just dropped. That's that's For exciting. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um it, it yeah, it does sort of feel like, you know, Norm got together with his SNL buddies and they just wrote a very long sketch. <laughs> but uh I, listen. You could maybe make the argument to me that this is not a competently made movie and that it's pretty bad. Um, I won't hear it, but like you could say it. Uh, and it wouldn't really matter because it's so made for me in, mm. in so many ways. Like it's just one of those movies that feels like no matter what this thing was going to be, you know, like anytime Noah Baumbach comes out with a movie, it's like no matter what this fucking looks like, it's going to be sure. It's sure, going to sure. be my thing. Yeah. You know, I wish it was just a 
<laughs> I sound like such an asshole. You do. You're really killing my vibe right now. I wish it was funnier. <laughs> on I, dirty work. I wish it was funnier. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, it was dude. funny. <laughs> no, Wait, okay. Is... So, I mean, how do you not find it funny when, when uh, he's like, listen, I got to tell you something. I'm your father. And he goes... <laughs> No, you're not. And he goes, here, look at this locket. And he opens it up. He goes, oh, my God, that's a picture of you and my mom. And you're having sex. <laughs> Men in black yeah. who want to have sex with each other. The gay dog. The gay dog. That's another classic yeah. norm. Men in black who want to have sex with each other. And then you cut to it. The, the joke Let's is have so sex obvious. with each other. <laughs> And oh my the, god, is that an alien? Well, yeah. we better start having sex. <laughs> hey, settle down, you prostitutes. Yeah. yeah. I, I do love that there's no you don't the the humor is just so out there. It's just given to you. Just yeah. here. No, it's joke. just no, right, I mean, it's just there. That's what I love about it though. It's just fucking there. It's like don't b- b- you know bring me down a corn maze and like get lost in the fucking punchline just leave the joke right there on a silver platter for me and i'll fucking laugh at it yeah that's the thing about it man and it's comedy movies these days are so fucking involved it's like (laughs) stop and get on get on with it man even even in the conceit of the plot there are like jokes just in the in that concept like the idea that there's a live tv commercial yeah yeah, <laughs> because it's convenient for the plot for right. it to be a live whole... TV commercial. Oh, but no, but like the uh, there there are just certain sections where like yeah, of course I would like the the, the dead prostitutes in the Trump thing is just <laughs> is fantastic. But a lot of it is the conceit of we're we're going to chaotically make a commercial. It's like how the hell are these characters going to make a, a television commercial? Yes. And the fact that they come up with that harebrained scheme that actually works, <laughs> it's funny because it works, guys. Right, right. So that <laughs> that's the Saigon whore. That- I kind of love Farley in this too. I kind of love Farley in this. Why is it that Farley is not credited? Uh, I can tell you why. Uh, He died before the movie came out. Is that right? What does that matter? I don't know why it would matter. Um, Because I know he died like what, like four months before the film. I premiered. believe, yeah, I think he died in December of the year prior, and then the movie came out in June. Or July, okay. So, so you'd, yeah. you'd think though that he'd be credited. You think I'm not? Yeah, I don't really He's have a good not a reason small for you. role. Yeah, right. It's not really a cameo, you know. Like Adam I mean, Sandler's not credited, but his is a cameo. So right. The cameo. Right. Oh, some of the cameos aren't credited. Then, yeah. That's yeah, a, I guess you know John Goodman is not credited. Yeah, that's right. He was in that. Yeah, shit. Yeah, he's in that one scene. Uh, yeah, the, James Downey is not credited either. There's yeah, there's uh. But Chris Farley is in like, I don't know, eight scenes and like has a lot of lines and actually like moves the plot along at times. <laughs> yeah. His name like he's is not <laughs> his name is Jimmy No Nose. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's pretty bad. Not as bad as getting a your nose bitten off by a Saigon whore and then just slow pan to Farley, who is coked out of his mind in this movie. Uh, this is uh, this might be more energy than Man Down by the River. Oh my it god! It might be. Yeah, I'm it is this. so fucking good, dude. When he lets the skunks loose at the end, sing the song, boys. Sing the song. 
Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. I have a relative that I think went on a date with Chris Farley in the nineties. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. I don't That's really funny. I don't really recall any stories from it, but uh interesting. I'm sure it was a, a drug fueled evening. <laughs> speedballing afterwards. Wanna come back to my place and speedball? I wish I had some stories for you, Nico, but I don't remember a thing. <laughs> That was every one of Farley's dates. Oh my god, we were oh, so coked out. Yeah, <laughs> man, Farley was one of those guys, though. That it's this is a horrible thing to say, but it almost helped his legacy that he died so young. She's, well, you know, I see what you mean. Whereas he would have been making these same movies for thirty years, and he would have never been able to recapture that lightning in a bottle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of like yeah. Man Down by the River and and this and Tommy Boy and stuff. That happens a lot, I feel like. You see people either kind of burn out or wash up or... Mm. That's a good point. But, like, his energy is so specific. Yeah. You know, where, like, yeah, for for a while there, it's like, this is the freshest thing I've ever seen. And then 10 years later, Jim Carrey is still trying Ace Ventura. And it's, you know, Ace Ventura 3 comes out and it bombs. Uh, And I feel like Farley might have occupied that same zone just because... It was kind of samey, samey, but it was like one of those things. The first time you see it, it's so fucking brilliant. Yeah. But then the twentieth time you see it, it's like, ugh, really, this again? Mm-hmm. He kind of got out at the perfect moment. <laughs> you know? Well, he didn't have to die. No, obviously. Maybe you know he what just I mean, reti- It'd be funny. If but there's just... no reality where like Chris Farley is doing like Macbeth. You know? There's no. <laughs> I'd love to see that movie. <laughs> there's no dramatic <laughs> turn happening for Chris Farley. The only I person I can him see in all these scenes like, now. <laughs> well, it, it's kind of like how Eddie Murphy bowed out in a way too. Right. Yeah. Just kind of disappeared. And I but think he timed it well. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But I guess he's kind of back. Sort but, of. Well, well, Dolomite's my name is a good performance. Yeah, very good performance. Yeah. You know, I never saw Coming to America too, but I didn't either. Yeah. I never got it. around to it. I don't know why. I wonder how it is. Yeah. Uh. Mm. Yeah. It's. It's. Uh. Yeah, it's it's where he's one. I mean, Sandler's another guy that it's like, I does does Farley have an uncut gems in him? That's the thing, though, like, because, yeah, Sandler's sort of retired the Sandler thing and now he's doing other stuff, I guess, you know, and has proven to be better (laughs) in the other stuff. Strangely, is better as a dramatic actor than he is a comedic. Yeah, I agree. Full stop. Mm -hmm. Full stop. Better than he's ever been. Yeah. Because yeah. he, because he can still be comedic in those dramatic performance, but in a sad way, especially in Uncut Gems. Yeah, yeah, for well, sure. Robin Williams kind of did the same. I mean, same but different. But okay. I think he was always better as a dramatic actor than actually yeah. as a. Ooh. But classically trained, though. Yeah. I mean, went to Juilliard. Mm-hmm. It was I guess was going true. to be an actor first. I picked up stand up later in life. Yeah. Um, you know, just sort of did Mork and Mindy and became a sitcom guy, became a comedy guy. Jeez, though I don't, I don't care. Give me Robin from now until the end of time. Yeah, give me whichever yeah, version of Robin. I just I'm miss him. Yeah, I just yeah, right. I do. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, I mean, well, think about Robin too. Probably the best improviser of all time. Yeah, of anything. Because that's like off the top of his head. Because you can, it's weird. Because it's him and Rickles, actually. That's funny. Yeah, that's true. You yeah. couldn't control Robin. It's funny, like seeing those interviews, and they're like, "Just what? What are your feelings on improv?" And then he goes into an improv routine for like five minutes. Sure. 
And it's like, how, how could, like, how, uh, directing this guy must have been the strangest, most aggravating, but amazing experience right. at the, all at the you same d- time. You direct everyone else around him. Yeah. So, yeah. You know sure. what I mean? Sure. You just push people out of the way of the tornado. Right. Yeah. You know, and you just <laughs> try to it. guide it. Or into it. Or straight into it. it calls for it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Figure God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Rickles is so good in this. Oh, the, yeah. the one scene. I mean, it's, he's in two scenes in the movie, but there's really just one mm-hmm. where he lines up the employees of a theater, <laughs> a movie theater in a row and just starts berating them. The moment. And I think Norm has talked about this as one of the funniest laughs he's ever had. The moment where Don lo- starts looking at Artie's belly and starts speaking to the ice cream in the stomach. Like he's, Hello, ice cream. Are you having a good time? <laughs> <laughs> it's such a brilliant thing Completely i think he was really brilliant. laughing there too right Norm? oh yeah yeah that the, was real laughter yeah the, i had just talked to baskin robbins they're down to only four flavors <laughs> don oh don that guy uh, you should get a horse and just ride off into the woods So fucking good. You look like a bucket of lard on a bad day. (laughs) The bad day is what makes it. Yeah. The bad day is the best, you know? (laughs) Bucket of lard. Not just a bucket of lard. Not bad enough. Bucket of lard, but it's really hot out. Oh, that guy was the best. Yeah, he's he's great in this. So you weren't a big f- fan of what Farley was doing here? No, not really. Didn't like it. You know, I'll tell you what, if, to, to get an idea of like uh, the comedy that like really sticks with me, uh, talking about like, for example, when um, uh, Norm is getting thrown out of every building he's in. Yes. Every time it happened, it got a laugh out of me. Yes. But then like for me, one of the funniest moments is, is, you know, the, after the phone call about the cops and then the real cops come and the editing in this scene is just so good because of, I mean, like I said, the, the timing of the, the moment, the literal punch is what got me. Just the fact that the cops say one line and then the other guys say something to the effect of fuck you. And then they just punch a cop in the fucking face and it just cracked me (laughs) up. They're just, just, they don't even think about it. They just punch the guy in the face. (laughs) And I'm just like, are you kidding me? (laughs) That's the kind of stuff that really, really gets me. Interestingly enough. How about the scene where they, uh, they put the fish in the, in the mobsters. Okay. Here's another interesting thing. (laughs) Oh yeah. Because this scene, this could be the perfect encapsulation of the whole movie for me because it starts out and I'm dying Mm. and then the joke continues and I'm just like, oh, really? Okay. Really? It did go a little long. Yeah. It did overstate. That joke did overstate. Welcome just a bit. Yeah. I thought in many ways that was the most like sort of traditional like silent film comedy scene. Mm-hmm. You know, or or maybe not silent film is the word, but like a, a Laurel and Hardy type thing. Sure. Of just like, we're just, uh, you know, we're not going to break here. We're just going to watch these characters' faces. And Artie, I think, in the scene is kind of like wincing and stuff, but Norm just plays it completely yeah. fucking straight. Yeah, yeah. Their the faces don't time. change, though, right? No. Yes. They barely blink, yeah. Right, as you hear the gunshots going off. And it's <laughs> like, really great at first. Yeah. It's so good at first. And I just... Oh, my I, God, he got the chainsaw from me, and now he's using the chainsaw on me! <laughs> the, but the, <laughs> but, oh, my okay. God, is that a hand grenade? <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, it's just, it's so over the top. That, that Again, but that's an instance. That's an instance where it's like, those lines are so funny. And I actually think it would have been funnier had they showed the the scene. Oh, totally disagree. Well, but because th- by that point, especially the chainsaw bit, I'm just like, yeah, what's the next absurd thing you can shout out? And seeing it would have been a totally different thing for me. Yeah. Yeah, I see I think it's worse. I think it th- this I, is the the I think the the well, one Nico, disagreement that we have about the movie is that it's a movie about words. It's a movie about the yeah. words that Norm says and the words that he writes into the script. But Nico, that part wasn't funny at that point. I, see, I I disagree with you. I think the idea yeah, of he just didn't laugh. Oh my god, he grabbed the chainsaw. Now he's using the chainsaw. Again, it's just the methodical just plainness of every I line. Think, That's the comedy of it where I think you're looking for a more Monty Python like visual experience. Sure, it's a movie. I, right. Sue me. Uh, see, there sue it me. is, buddy. There it is. <laughs> there me. it fucking is. You got it right there. Like, yeah. That's that's the, the one disagreement we're gonna have is that a Norm Macdonald Bob Saga collaboration should never look like that. Like a Norm Macdonald Bob Saga collaboration. Well, then don't make the movie. <laughs> but they made the movie and it's great too. I it's, mean, like, I, like yeah, pigeonholing, but it's, well, but it's not that great. Box. It's not funny. I think part of the issue, I think part of the issue is the guy saying those lines from the other room wasn't as funny as like Norm would have been. Or mm. I also think if someone like, uh, like I think I think those lines needed to be a little bit more over the top than they were actually. Maybe I think if someone like like Michael McDonald from uh from Mad TV, who's in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, yeah, I think it, it would have been great if like he was the one shouting those. <laughs> oh lines. no, I'm sorry. I can that's, imagine that's Christopher McDonald. I'm sorry. No, no, Michael McDonald. Christopher He's, McDonald um, plays the the CEO in this movie. Oh, no, 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 not yeah, yeah, no, not him. <laughs> He's sorry. great no, though. Yeah, He's great. He's great. My, Michael McDonald is the guy who plays Stuart on Mad TV. Like, look what I can do. Okay, and yeah, okay, he's yeah, also yeah. from Austin Powers when the fucking, uh, what is it? The like the tiny cart is coming at him and he's like, no, that's oh, coming I, at him. That, that's that guy, great, the Zamboni. <laughs> yes, yeah. I'm picturing that guy doing those lines, <laughs> that, and I just think it's like it's like ten times funnier. It's elevated for me. But that's another idea instance of a joke that's not just funny because the guy's performance is funny, but visually, god. Damn the the steamroller! It just cracks me the fuck up every time I see this but, guy a hundred feet away. That's yeah, those, really but those gag ones, though. Those that's Austin Powers or movies are all like that. Like that's like yeah. the type of joke they do. Yeah, yeah. I mean the the chainsaw the the version of the chainsaw grenade scene that you're describing is the fight in the alley in Anchorman, which is whatever. But it's just it's right. not this movie. Well, Anchorman's funnier than this movie. Well, it's, okay, I mean you <laughs> so, could say that, but it's like they're they're funny in two fair. different ways. It's like yeah, but Anchorman that's also the more mainstream down the middle movie. Yeah, wouldn't you say so? I mean, doesn't make doesn't make this one better. No, it doesn't make it better, but it made the the punchline is not in the visuals. Like you do have the scene of Norm getting thrown out or whatever. But again, this is what I said before about Saga. It's just you strip out all of the distracting visuals and you just get to the heart of the joke. That's what Norm is, and like I don't, I yeah. think like the version of the movie you're describing is an you know an Edgar Wright movie that tries to utilize the talents of norm mcdonald within that world whereas this movie is let's take norm's character his persona make it the sun in this solar system and build everything around it i i i understand it's just at a certain point like Get to the laugh, man. I'm sorry, but it does get to the laugh. It's not though. funny. It, that it, moment stops being funny. That's my that's my ultimate point. It's like, great. What then? Why wasn't it funny? I don't know. Like, it was funny at first, 
but not toward not by the end of the joke. No, 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 no. And that's my problem with like an instance like that. The journey it just fizzles away, and it's like that didn't happen with every joke in the movie. But like that was that again. That's what I'm saying. It's that perfect encapsulation of like how the movie sometimes felt. And it's like I I see what you were going for, and I like I said I like the stripped down nature of these jokes individually. And I don't know. This is the this is the thing about Norm is that like perhaps like this works better in a comedy special because it's just joke after joke after joke. Whereas like this one, of course it's a movie and you have to sew the scenes together with them walking into the building and talking about the problems with the father and we got to get the money. And it's not always a joke, of course, whereas like in a special, it's a joke, it's a joke, it's a joke and a joke. And I'm laughing the entire way through. So, but it, it is very much, I feel like the way a Bob Saget or Norm Macdonald comedy skit, uh, skit is like put together though where it's just like joke and then just like cut to the next thing all right here's another joke that has nothing to do with it yeah yeah it, it, the movie doesn't really give you time to like i guess adjust to what's happening yeah well it's 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 messy if we're, i mean i don't give a shit about the storytelling in this movie but if you wanted <laughs> to you would say like this is the most uneven storytelling i've seen in a while but who cares but i like it for <laughs> no no yeah i, I don't dad keeps a locket i know of him I, having I, sex with a woman like i said I, I, oh my I god don't. you cheated on mom <laughs> no she was there who do you think took the picture <laughs> exactly it's but it's yeah exactly that's what i'm saying i don't really care but oh uh, this is yeah, yeah, you know, maybe as a movie, this doesn't work as well, but Dude. maybe as, like, a comedy special. Who gives a shit, though? What we got, it was funny. I mean, like, if I'm laughing, I laughed who the cares? Whole fucking time. I laughed I the whole time. fucking time. Yes. Maybe it's not for you, Adam. That's okay. Maybe like, you're just yeah. too stupid to get it, and that's fine. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> right? Maybe you're too stupid. Okay. There's yeah. nothing worse than this that. Is, <laughs> to understand like men in black argument. who have sex with each other. This is like other. the look-up <laughs> argument you're making right now. Oh, no, you I just get didn't it. get it. <laughs> no, I get it, Adam McKay. It just wasn't funny. <laughs> Sorry, bro. <Right. laughs> uh, what's, what were some of your other favorite bits, Nick? Yeah. I'm not talking to fucking Johnny Buzzkill here anymore. <laughs> I felt so bad because I was like, oh, guys, come on. Jimmy No-Nos. I didn't expect you to love it this much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just love the fact that Norm MacDonald throughout the whole movie has a tape recorder. And he's always just like... Note to self. Great. And he just says something that, without any context, makes no sense. Yep. Note and to self. Learn how to fight. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, okay. All oh, right. no, you know what? The fight scene in the bar, they're about to fight them, and he yeah. just goes, hey, why do you get a pool stick? <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't seem very fair. <laughs> There is one moment where, like, because again, here's another thing: the 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 tape recorder stuff didn't ever work for me, except for one moment where he like gets his ass kicked. He pulls it out and he's like, "No," and just puts it away. Like I was like, "Oh, that was kind of funny. That was funny." Note to self: <laughs> Sex with a blow up doll is not as good as advertised. <laughs> All right. I think the joke of like accidentally playing the wrong clips, like I feel like that joke wasn't very funny. No. Like it, it never quite landed for me either, in all honesty. The, uh, the, but my, I also wonder if it was like the a lot of the jokes could have been more rated R mm. and they got like replaced. Well, I'll tell you what, the 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 homeless guy. Uh, give me an entire movie about that homeless yeah. guy. Fucking loved it. <laughs> Every, just like the, God, that was funny. That was the fu- yeah, that was that might have been the funniest thing in the movie. It was just that guy going on about the the, the existential aspects of his life and how sad he is. And then, yeah. how about two dollars and stuff like that? 
Uh, See, oh, that's yeah. such Adam comedy, though. I mean, like, yeah. if you want to know the difference between you and me, like that, the visual of that, the you know, the way that the sort of visual combines with the the joke telling, but also like the the long witted existentialism mm-hmm. of it all. That's Adam's comedy. Where yeah. like, you know, m- my comedy again is just say this word, but say it funny. <laughs> and like, you know what I mean? Just like say repeat, word funny. Repeat insults over and over again. Like, well, they, well, you're, they can, you're, let's put this way. You are definitely. A, I like the journey. That's very important. There we go. I love the journey. Yes. Yeah. But that's the thing. You like the journey, too. You have not been an, an opponent of that. Maybe no. you're a more sophisticated uh, <laughs> comedy viewer than I am. Don't give me that much credit. <laughs> okay, you're right. I definitely love South Park. I mean, <laughs> yeah. But, but maybe that's the, like, like, like there are a few people that have taught Monty, Monty Python so that for me, so there is that, so. Yeah, but Monty Python is, they're actually making a movie. That's the difference, which is more credit to them. Like, I, sure. I, I, I totally get it. But it, I like their flying circus stuff too. Yeah, uh, Fine and Holy Grail Flying Circus better than all of Dirty Work, no question about it. But am I pretentious? I only like Monty Python. <laughs> I think that is what I'm saying. Yes. I yeah, think yeah, yeah. you you compare oh. yes, oh, you compare fine, this to Monty Python, <laughs> and it's like right. I mean, Nico, I'll put Norm up there with the Monty Python guys. He's wonderful. Okay, honestly. But again, the movie is all Norm. I mean, I, so much of this is Norm. Yeah, it's not all Norm though. Yeah, they said that uh, they called you a bunch of sweaty Italian fruits. <laughs> a lot of homophobia in this yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what was this, 25 years ago almost? The word fruit is really bandied about yeah. with no regard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could you could definitely say the movie didn't age well. Comedy, but though. I don't yeah. I also don't know if that's true. I yeah, yeah. I, mean, I you know yeah, I feel yes like this no, right because I feel like in '98 this was meant to be just as offensive as it might sound today. Mm. I you, yeah, know? I'll, I'll, you know I mean I, I'll also say this like there is a feeling of like this movie being very refreshing too just because it's been a while since I'd watched any kind of comedy like this. Mm-hmm. I I didn't hate the movie guys I didn't you know but it's it was just like kind of like yeah okay you know and I sort of you know that was that but you know it's God it's so much better than like anything that comes out nowadays i i would much rather have this than fucking don't look now are you kidding me oh are god. you kidding me oh my god but, yeah but yeah but i mean you know like barb and star go to vista del mar rocks good movie <laughs> i like that movie yeah give me more of that yeah uh based on a, a roald Dahl short story this movie a Roald Dahl short based story? Based on a Roald Dahl uh, a short story called Vengeance is Mine, Inc. Interesting. That's where he got the idea for this. Vengeance is Mine, Inc. About a sort of similar concept. I think they definitely ran with it in a lot of different directions. <laughs> I don't think there was Roald a Dahl does not get enough credit. No, yeah. he's the best. He's the oh, best. my God. So that was the source material for this. of dying to see that uh, short story. Dying to read that short story. Uh, it was used uh, in a, uh, a, a British television show called Tales of the Unexpected, which I believe was based on all Roald Dahl short stories um, and then was made again here. Again, very loose. Uh, as I said before, originally supposed to be an R-rated movie. There was a scene involving Artie Lang uh, delivering donuts with uh, his genitals inserted into them. Why? Uh, that did not make the final cut. Wait, uh, tell me tell me how the plot got there. <laughs> uh speaking of Artie Lang, he had told a story in one of his stand-up specials 
that uh, a review in his local hometown paper, the Star Ledger, said that the movie uh, said that he in the movie had all the charm of a date rapist. To which McDonald replied. <laughs> In a sincere attempt to cheer him up, that's a lot better than saying you look like a regular rapist. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what a friend. (laughs) Uh, At least you're a little classy. Uh, Uh, Howard Stern was offered the role of Satan in this movie, turned it down, and that's why Sandler took over there. The Gary Coleman thing, not exactly how that started. But uh, do you guys know who Gary Coleman is? What do you mean? Like, do you know who Gary Coleman is? Yeah. You do? Uh, he looked familiar. Like, I feel like people our age don't know who he is. What you talking I, I, about? I recognized him. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. When he said that line, I knew. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Different strokes. Yeah. But it was kind of a weird, uh, that was a weird cameo. <laughs> yeah, that's it too. <laughs> that was really bizarre. It's like, what the was How'd this what here? inspired um, Adam Sandler's like what is it Little, Little Nicky? Or, is this what oh, inspired wow. Little Nicky? I thought about that. Oh, that movie's not good. <laughs> not just a good for movie. the no. no horrible for the listeners. Uh, <laughs> Adam Sandler makes a cam a cameo in this film as a drug fueled hallucination of Satan. <laughs> That was Adam. the best Adam Sandler impression I've heard in a while. That's my Adam Sandler impression. That's good. That's good. That's my best impression. Not bad. It's just all of It's just water boy. Oh, man. It's the only impression I know how to do. Oh, man. Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> you know, it, it's crazy to me like this movie shouldn't really be considered a bomb i mean i know it didn't make a lot of money but it also didn't cost a lot no how much did it cost 13 million ten. oh really? he said it cost 10 million it made 13 million other way around cost 13 made 10 oh okay oh, really i didn't yeah. think still though that's that so cheap i want to hear the box office that week came out oh man yeah sure debuted at number nine at the box office Ugh. in 1998 behind number one the truman show Wow. Big hit, The Truman Show. Yeah, that's wow. right. Uh, six Days, Seven Nights at number two. A Perfect Murder at number three. Can't Hardly Wait at number four. The Godzilla remake at five. Hope Floats at six. Don't even know what that is. Deep Impact at seven. The Horse Whisperer at eight. Dirty Work at nine. Uh, coming right in front of Titanic in its 26th week at the box office. <laughs> Oh, well, at least it beat Titanic. It can say it beat Titanic. It beat Titanic. <laughs> that's that's impressive. <laughs> Go dirty work. Uh, yeah. Six weeks, six months into its run. It beat that's Titanic. a really good trivia fact. That should be on the IMDb trivia. trivia. Mm. Yeah. This week, it beat Titanic. <laughs> I, I, I love those like dethroned moments, like where E.T. was dethroned by Friday the 13th Part 3. That cracks me Is up. Is that what did it? Yeah, yeah. If I, and, and this week with Spider-Man, Scream dethroned Spider-Man. So right. There, there we go. I feel like, though, didn't E.T. get dethroned a bunch of times? Probably. Because it got yeah. knocked out. Because it was like number one for a year. To my understanding, Friday the 13th was the first movie to do it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. It's all about stabbing. It's <laughs> Always. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's see. Did I have any other more facts here? 
Uh, yeah, Chris Farley obviously OD'd a few months before the release. Uh, so there's that whole aspect to it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I just, I fucking, I love this movie. I really do. <laughs> I really do. I just love this artifact. And now both, uh, both Bob and Norm are gone. And like, this is all we have left of them. Yeah. I see myself rewatching it for that though. You know, yeah. just to see Norm. Yeah. Oh, loved the needle drop of semi-charmed kind of life. Oh yeah, there's some. Uh, they I think they played Green Day at one point too. They played Three Days Grace. So. Uh, and they played uh, uh, what? What's that band? Uh, better than, better than Evan or something? What was the name better, of that? Um, uh, better better than Ezra. Oh God, which is one of the great Norm fr- uh, Weekend Update jokes ever. It is. Which is uh, the viewing number one on the Billboard charts this week. Better than Ezra. Number two, Ezra. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That's good. There's something so stripped down about about his comedy. It is. is. Yeah. I I just love that needle job. I love the 90s. Going back and watching these 90s movies with... Like I, I I just did a marathon of all the Scream movies in preparation for the new one, and it actually like it inspired me to watch Cruel Intentions the other day too, which is the most like '90s time machine artifact you will ever see. Like this thing, you you could not get more '90s if you tried. What is Cruel Intentions? Uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Ryan Phillippe, and Reese Witherspoon. Okay. Uh, the premise of the film is that Ryan Phillippe and Sarah Michelle Gellar are step siblings. And they're like they're very rich Manhattanites that make a bet uh, about whether or not Ryan Phillippe can get into the pants of the very tame country girl Christian Reese Witherspoon. Uh. And the wager that they said is that if uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar wins, she gets Ryan Phillippe's car. And if Ryan Phillippe wins, uh, I believe the quote from the movie is Sarah Michelle Gellar will fuck your brains out. And that's the premise of the film. Okay. Uh, it is a movie that, again, could not have been made a week after it came out. Like, it's just instantly, <laughs> it is instantly aged. Uh, but, like, there's a there's a very on-the-nose needle drop of Bittersweet Symphony okay. in it. And it's just, it just bringing me back, like, oh, man. The 90s? When movies were movies, you know? <laughs> To you inspired to do that after Scream. I guess I feel the same way about Scream when movies were movies. Yeah, when movies were movies, yeah. right? Yeah. Love it. Uh, Scream has great needle drops, too. Yeah, it does. Great 90s yeah. score. Some same, similar themes. I, for, I, always, I don't know the name of that song, but that Red Right Hand song is mm. in every single Scream movie, at least to date. I haven't seen the fifth one, but mm. I like those interesting time capsules. Mm. I love those movies. I'm sorry. I love them. And we're doing a podcast on them this week. Mm-hmm. Be on the lookout for that. Yeah. We're we're, uh, we're talking the five Scream movies. Oh yeah, looking forward to it. Me I, too. I, I kind of got into Scream. Not gonna lie, kind of got into it. Dude, Scream rocks. I don't, I don't care. I don't, I don't care. Like, like, despite like like, um, I guess we'll talk about that. But even though like none of them are quite as good as that first movie, yeah, like, none of them are even close to the first one in my opinion. But um, one of them is kind of close for me. Interesting. Kind of close. Okay. Ki- yeah, a strong emphasis on kinda. But <laughs> but but I yeah I loved I love to genuinely love two of them. And then the other two I just like. Have you seen uh, any of the screams, Nick? 
Uh, I don't think so, but I I understand the not the premise, but the thesis of the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yep. Very meta. Oh yeah. Very meta. Yes. Yeah, very ahead of their time. Yes. Yep. Uh, okay, that's dirty work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. You really killed us. I, today. I feel bad. I, I can't believe we're not united on this. I, know. <laughs> I, I wish I was. It. I wish I was. Uh, let's play a game. So have we done Norm? No. Okay. I don't know. No. No. Okay. We don't want to do Rickles or anything? <laughs> no. We could get to Rickles again. I'm sure he, he pops up all the time. Hello, ice cream. Are you having a good time? <laughs> Let's do the net worth of Ben and Jerry's ice cream. How about that? <laughs> all right. Norm McDonald, the late great. Right. Legitimately one of my heroes. One of my favorite people in the world. Yeah, I love him too. Uh, Who wants to go first? I don't think he was worth a lot of money, though. I doubt it. I doubt he was. Well, I do know that he gambled most of it away. Ah, the vast majority of it, he he gambled away. Shit. All right. I'm gonna say twenty-two million dollars. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going even lower. I'm going much lower. I'm going. He's worth five million. Whew. I will. I'm gonna say a dollar. <laughs> oh, a dollar. I hate that. I hate that shit. <laughs> four million. Ah, oh, you. Fuck ho- you. Just fuck you for hitting this movie. Go okay. fuck yourself. You bitch. <laughs> if it makes you feel better, Adam, all of these websites just guess. So five is a pretty round number. I hope to God I get it right on the nose. That'd be unbelievable. <laughs> Go for man. Uh, the actual net worth of Norm McDonald's. $2.5 million. Ah, yes! Wow. <laughs> Damn it. Norm's last revenge. He takes down Adam Hall in this game. If you said $1, Nico, you would have beaten Adam by $1. I'll take it. I'll you would have been $1 closer. Yes, if I went $1. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good. That's All right. Um, love y'all so very, very much. Uh Next week, we're going back to Hodorowsky. Is that the plan? I guess so. With the sequel? Endless Poetry. Endless Poetry. The sequel to Dance of Reality. That's right. Wow. That's right. <laughs> Endless Poetry. Yeah. Can't wait. Uh, all right. Go listen to the Scream podcast that we have yet to record. Mm-hmm. Should be a good time. Well, I still need to see the movie. So there's Yeah, that. we need to see it. <laughs> I don't know. We'll talk off air. We'll figure that out. Yeah. Uh, that's it. Okay. Love you. Yeah, we uh well let me what? let me put out uh for Fantasy Book, we just released um an interview with author Fonda Lee. She came on. Saw uh, that. It was a really, really fun time. So check that out if you are interested in fantasy books at all. All right. I thought for a second it was an interview with Jane Fonda, and that confused me. <laughs> That's the oh first thing I thought. Jane Fonda. Well, didn't she write a book with the title Jane in it? Uh not one of the ones we read. I mean well, now we got to get Jane Fonda. Let me look this up. For some reason, I read it as Jane Fonda. <laughs> I think that might have just been. Oh, it was, it was Jade City. Was Jade? The book. Okay, oh. Jade City. So I read Jade it as Fonda. I read I it as. See, yeah, I could see why. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> like, why are these guys talking about a Jane Fonda? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. They're really into aerobics all of a sudden. Uh, yeah. Okay. Cool. Listen to that show. Yeah. I'm sure it's, it's, a, it's a great one. You guys do a good job over there. Really proud of you guys. It's a very professional it's really, show. It's really the rest of them. They, uh, they're yeah. all, they're all champs. Kind of what I meant to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, it's, it's, it's a fun time. No, it really is. <laughs> all right. That's it. All right. Until see you later. Until next time. You've been all, yeah. you've all been <laughs> trying so to get very, very naughty. Yeah. <laughs> naughty. Okay. Bye. Naughty. <laughs> okay. Bye. Okay, bye.